It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And it's very important that you do that because we have days like on Thursday of last week during the NFL draft where I do live shows. and You don't want to miss any of those. So make sure to subscribe to the channel over there on YouTube, Locked On Panthers. And you can also Check out all the podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audas, Odyssey, wherever it is, you can listen to Locked On Panthers on the go wherever you go. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate. Either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on any of those shows that week on YouTube, and I will get to it. There on Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we'll start today's show, as I just got back from being at a bachelor party in Lake Floor in uh, Asheville, where honestly, we spent most of our time in Lake Floor, had no connection at all. So I saw the tweets of people. On Friday, even though I told you guys I wasn't going to be around, who we were like, hey, Julian, where are you at? What's your thoughts on Matt Corral? What's your thoughts on what the Carolina Panthers are doing? Are they going to get Baker Mayfield? What's Sam Howell? What's going on? Guys, I was disconnected. Even though I wanted to stay connected, there's no way. I didn't know what the Panthers had done until, I think, about 7 o'clock on Saturday night when I finally saw all the guys that they added. And you saw my tweets, my excitement about one of the players that they added because he went to my alma mater. And we'll talk about that shortly. But I was pretty disconnected from the draft. And right now, looking at things, I feel pretty good about it. Now I'll get into how I feel about the draft as a whole, but going back to Friday night, I said on Thursday that I felt the Carolina Panthers were very likely going to add Baker Mayfield as their quarterback to come in here and compete with Sam Darnold. There would have been no competition. He would have won the competition, and he would have been a starting quarterback for Carolina in 2022. How good would they have been? I don't know. But the Browns, the big hangup was that the Cleveland Browns did not want to pay a certain portion of the $18.858 million contract that Baker Mayfield is up is due to be made is due to earn this year with the fifth year option. That's the same dollar amount that the Carolina Panthers are paying Sam Darnold. And obviously for Carolina, you're not trying to pay too much of that after you're already paying Sam Darnold that kind of money. So Cleveland, whatever it came down to, they weren't willing to pay enough of that. And therefore the Carolina Panthers had to move on. They sat there without a day two pick on Friday night. They could have gotten in the second round, but Scott Fitterer, who did not want to give up any future compensation, decided that he did not want to give a first or second round pick from next year to move up in the second round, where they could have taken a quarterback like Desmond Ritter, who's now a Falcon, or they could take someone else who's on the board there. And like Malik Willis, who is now a Tennessee Titan, Tennessee traded up to go get him, but they decided not to do that. They waited until the third round where they felt they could not wait any longer after watching Willis and Ritter go off the board. And, of course, Kenny Pickett going off the board on Thursday, being the lone first-round quarterback going to the Pittsburgh Steelers right down the hall from where he played with the Pittsburgh Panthers there in the ACC. 
They decide that, okay, fine. Matt Corral, that's our guy. We're going to give up. We're going to go get him. They gave up their third next year's third round pick and a fourth rounder this year to New England, move up to 90 number pick 94 and drafted Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. So Scott Fitterer, who said that they didn't want to give up any future compensation, now have given away their third and sixth round pick in 2023 to the New England Patriots. Was it worth it? I don't know. We'll find out moving forward and in the end. For me, when looking at Corral and just the decision to trade up and get him, I like that far more than I like getting Baker Mayfield and having him for potentially only one season and things possibly not working out here in Carolina. Now with Matt Corral, the Panthers have a young quarterback who they can try and develop and hope will be the future here in Carolina. Now let me preface my feelings on Corral and what he could be here in Carolina by saying all this first. I love his toughness. I love what I saw to this guy this past season at Ole Miss. Like I, I, I loved Matt Corral in 2021 at Ole Miss this past season. Like the Tennessee game where they were throwing mustard bottles and golf balls at Lane Kiffin at the end of it, and Corral is just toughing it out. I think he carried the ball like 20 something times that night, and to be able to drag his team across the finish line and win those games, 10 win season. Ole Miss has never had a 10-win regular season in their history until this past season with Matt Corral at the helm at quarterback, and then they played in the Sugar Bowl, where they don't play very often, and Matt Corral decided to play in it. And I listened a couple weeks ago to him on the Rich Eisen Show mentioning why he decided to play and saying that these guys are the reason I'm even in the position to get drafted high. How am I not going to play in this game? Feel however you want to feel about players sitting out bowl games, whether they're meaningless or not. I just hate watching it as a college football fan, but I understand the decision that these guys are making, even though like what injury are they really going to sustain? That's going to cost them their entire career. Like, yes, Jameson Williams tore his ACL, maybe falls back a little bit more in the draft. And had he not torn his ACL in a national championship game, mind you at Alabama, still a first round pick modern medicine, probably going to be fine. But again, I understand why they did it, but I love that Matt Corral is like as a leader of this team, and as someone who would not be in a situation and his position without these guys, I'm not going to give up on my teammates and not play in this game. Yeah, he got injured. It was an ankle thing. No big deal. I know the, the freak out on Twitter that night. Corral's fine. And he's here in Carolina. Does he, if he hurts his ankle, does he go higher? If he doesn't, I mean, probably not. Like, this is just where he landed. This is not a deep quarterback draft. We knew all of that going into it. And really, it's no surprise the way things ended up. Now, as far as Matt Corral... In the future here in Carolina, I don't know what that's going to be. Like, he's a third-round pick. Traditionally, as we've seen in the last couple of years, franchises in the NFL don't draft guys in the third round and have them as their anticipated future starting quarterback. That's just not how it operates. You get a guy in the first round, and that's typically who you expect to be the franchise. That's who you're handing the keys over to. I don't know if that's what's going to happen here in Carolina of Matt Corral. Yes, I understand what they've said, that we're, we can take time with him. We can give him an opportunity to grow and learn and develop here in Carolina, which is a good thing. They needed to get a young quarterback that was their own, that they could mold and develop. That was what That's something that I liked with them doing this, Matt Corral. But am I sitting here now, like, jumping up and down, thinking, like, oh, yeah, the Panthers have finally found their quarterback? No. With Iki Aquanu on Thursday, that's how I felt about the left tackle position because he was a top-rated prospect. Now, and he might maybe the best player in the entire draft. With Matt Corral, I don't feel that same way, even though I like the player. He's a good athlete, strong arm, gets it out quick. I thought maybe Sam Howell is going to be the pick, and I've talked about a criticism of Howell out of North Carolina, a local kid who went to Sun Valley High School, holds on to the ball too damn long. Him and Corral both can take hits, but he takes some hellacious hits throughout his career in Carolina. 
So I'm fine with Corral being here, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, Panthers have their quarterback. They're done. Don't have to worry about that in the future. But now I understand that in Seattle, it worked out for Scott Fitterer when he was with the Seahawks with drafting Russell Wilson in the third round months after they gave Matt Flynn a big deal. And the thought was in Seattle that Matt Flynn was going to be the guy, but then Russell beat him out. And of course they went on to win a Super Bowl, go back to another one. And Russell's now in Denver and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's currently working for the Houston Texans where they drafted Davis Mills in the third round last year, knowing that there were some issues to Sean Watson who put in a trade request, wanted to be gone. They also brought in Tyrod Taylor and had Tyrod Taylor not gotten injured last year. We probably don't even get to see Davis Mills and Davis Mills might not be in a situation that he's in right now as the starter heading into 2022 down in Houston. So it's worked in the past. The greatest quarterback of all time was drafting the sixth round in Tom Brady. So you don't necessarily have to draft a guy in the first round. I'm just saying, typically, when you get a quarterback and you expect him to be your franchise, he's not coming in the third round. Matt Corral absolutely could be the guy for the Carolina Panthers long-term, and I hope that he will end up being the guy for the Carolina Panthers long-term. Now, he does have some issues that they pointed out about his, you know, I guess he got in a fight with Wayne Gretzky's son back in high school, had to change schools. He's from Ventura, California. Uh, Ended up having to um, hit some issues, alcohol-related issues, which, hey, he's young, makes bad decisions. A lot of us have made bad decisions when it comes to alcohol. Also, he talked about his depression, which I don't see that as being a red flag. It's honestly a joke that I saw that that, that was presented by Ian Rapport and other people as like a bad thing that, hey, Matt Corral suffers from depression. A lot of people suffer from depression and go through things. At least he's been open and honest about it. And it's good because it helps encourage people to also be open about their own struggles. So I applaud Matt Corral for being able to do that. So I don't see that as a negative at all. Obviously, you hope that he doesn't have other issues off the field and he's going to be mature enough to come here in Carolina and succeed. That's the hope. But as far as will he be the long-term answer in Carolina, that's to be determined. And I could have said the same thing about a first-round quarterback because we see a guy on the roster right now, Sam Darnold. New York thought he was going to be their long-term guy. That lasted three years. Carolina hoped after trading from last year that he'd be the long-term guy. That lasted one year. Now, he will be the starter, though looking at it, and we'll have a further conversation about this heading in 2022, but Darnold's the starter. And everything you heard from Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer lets you know that he's a starter, that they want to bring Corral along slowly. So you're going to have to at least stomach one more season of Sam Darnold. And if he's terrible like he was last year, then maybe Corral gets an opportunity to play for Carolina. But right now, as I look at it, Matt Corral, developmental quarterback, the Panthers traded up for. Good decision, bad decision. That's really up for you to decide, but the Carolina Panthers at the very least added to the quarterback room and didn't just go try and get another reclamation project. They're doing it the old fashioned way, drafting and developing. And I like that idea, even though I'm not quite sure the player will actually pan out and be the future here in Carolina. And down the road, you might be in the same situation trying to find another quarterback. Now it could be fine. He could be the hope for now. And if a better opportunity and solution presents itself in the future, what's holding the Carolina Panthers back from doing it? Like, they're bad this year. They get top 10 pick. And Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, if those guys turn out to be the top two quarterbacks next year, are on the board and the Panthers can get them, who's to say that they won't? I don't know. But Matt Corral, welcome to Carolina. Hope for the best. Wish you the best, man. And we'll see what happens. But as far as I look at it right now, Sam Darnold likely to be the starter once again here in Carolina to start the 2022 season. Now, Matt Corral wasn't the only guy added this weekend by the Carolina Panthers. 
We'll talk about the rest of the Carolina Panthers draft class, including two, not, not just two, but three big-time needs. Carolina Panthers fulfilled there on Saturday in day three at the NFL Draft. We'll get into all that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So on Thursday night, the Carolina Panthers found their future at left tackle in Iki Aquanu. And on Friday, they traded up to hopefully bring in a future at quarterback in Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. They weren't done as day three of the draft took place where they actually did have picks available. They didn't have one sitting there in the fourth round until they traded two fifth round picks to their old friends up there in Washington for the number 120th pick overall in the draft. And also, I guess, what they gave up. They traded two fifth-round picks to Washington for the fourth round and a sixth round, which was 189. So they traded away their fifth-round picks to, in order to draft Brandon Smith, linebacker out of Penn State. And you know who the head coach is here in Carolina and where he went to school. Matt Rule went to Penn State. But I love this pick, honestly. Like, think about Penn State. You always think about linebackers. Lamar Arrington, Sean Lee, Paul Puzlozny. Micah Parsons now with the Cowboys and now Brandon Smith, who didn't have, I think the career that he hoped to have at Penn state, but he was a five-star recruit has great speed, great size, six, three, two And he's someone I think can fit right there in the middle of the defense next to Shaq Thompson, hopefully for the foreseeable future, the next four years. And after the incident with Damian Wilson, the still ongoing legal matter, we don't know what his future is here in Carolina. As I've already said in the past, that if, any of what's been accused by his ex-girlfriend is true. He should not be here in Carolina or really any the NFL. Now, Corey Littleton here on a one-year deal. What's his future past this upcoming season? No idea. Carolina needed to add a linebacker through the draft, and they do that by trading up to get Brandon Smith out of Penn State. I think it's a great pick for Carolina Pan- for the Carolina Panthers. Adds to a need that it fulfills. It fills a need that the Carolina Panthers had there. At linebacker. Also, they drafted in the sixth round Amari Barno with that 189 pick that they were trading their two fifth round picks to get from Washington. Amari Barno from Virginia Tech, edge rusher, about let's see, his size was six, 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 235. So, kind of the similar frame that we have with Brian Burns and also fills a need as he had six and a half sacks back in 2020, only three and a half sacks last year playing with the Hokies or playing for the Hokies. Fulfills that need when you lose Hassan Reddick, who's now gone up to Philadelphia back home to play with the Eagles. Another edge rusher for the Carolina Panthers. Now, will he be the starting edge in the future? I have no idea. Of course, Frankie Luba will get the first crack at that. Marquise Hain will also be a situational pass rusher for the Carolina Panthers. But they add someone at the at, at, on the edge to 
be a part of that outside line. I'm probably he's probably gonna be a be outside linebacker, play a part of that uh position group. Jeez, cannot talk today. Uh, also in the sixth round, I pick 199. They get Cade Mays out of Tennessee, Knoxville kid. First started out at Georgia for a couple years, then went to go play at Tennessee with his brother Cooper Mays, former five-star recruit as well, big time player. Tennessee's offense line for years was an absolute shambles. But when you get a guy like him, Trey Smith, who's now with the Kansas City Chiefs, both of those guys, former five-star recruits. I think Cade Mays, when I was talking about the other day, like if they want to add more to this draft, and I was asked about it, like what should they be targeting later on in the draft? You can never have too much depth on the offensive line. As we know, Bradley Bozeman signed for one year. No idea what the future is for him. There's talks that maybe Brady Christensen, who likely is going to start at left guard this year, could play center in the future. Now you have Cade Mays, you have Deontay Brown, two SEC pedigree guys there in the inside of that offensive line that potentially could start for you down the road. And, of course, this is the Carolina Panthers, coached by Matt Rule. So, of course, they had to go out there and get a player from Baylor, Kalen Barnes, cornerback, drafting the seventh round, 242. And as I say, typically with any second, any seventh round pick, congratulations. Will you be on the roster? I don't know. But so far, Stan Thomas Oliver has made it and Phil Hoskins out of Kentucky last year have both been on the roster for the Carolina Panthers. Stan Thomas Oliver, more of a contributor on special teams. And Hoskins hasn't gotten an opportunity yet, but I think he will have an opportunity to be able to be someone who could uh, potentially be a part of that defensive tackle rotation for the Carolina Panthers. So as far as the draft class, Iki Iquanu, love that pick. Matt Corral, I might not be as, as giddy and excited as other people. I don't hate that they did it. It makes sense to get a quarterback in-house. They needed to do something. This is not something that's going to push, I believe, Sam Darnold out of the starting job for 2022, which might not have people happy. Maybe people believe that Matt Corral is going to be the guy who's going to push out Sam Darnold this upcoming season. We'll see. If Darnold plays like he played last season, then yeah, Matt Corral absolutely deserves an opportunity. But he's got to beat out P.J. Walker first. So we'll see how that all plays out. He'll be on the roster. Don't worry about that. But this is way more. It's not a Will Greer kind of pick where Cam was still the guy here, Carolina long-term. I know there's fans out there being like, oh, Will Greer is here to replace Cam Newton. Okay, well, that never happened. And Will Greer has never really caught on anywhere to be a starting quarterback so far in the NFL. For Matt Corral, he's going to be given the opportunity to be a starting quarterback here in Carolina. Just depends on how he develops and how ready he is for the NFL game. But right now, I don't think that's going to happen, at least for this the start of the 2022 season. We'll see how things play out. For Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Phil's a need there at linebacker, needed to get a linebacker, and you get a guy who has five-star background coming out of high school, played in the Big Ten at Penn State, a university that's known for producing top-tier linebackers. Amari Barno, edge rusher. Cade Mays, another offensive lineman. Kalen Barnes adds to the quarterback, cornerback room. Did you need another corner? Who knows? No, 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 um, no excuse me, no harm in doing that. So, overall, totally fine with that class. Now that the Carolina Panthers get better this weekend, I don't know. We'll get into that here, though, in just a minute here on Locked On Panthers. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for all your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in one. 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Heading into the draft this week, Matt Rule said he wanted to go into the locker room and tell his team after three days that they got better. So, did the Carolina Panthers, after three days of this past weekend with the 2022 NFL Draft, get better? Well, you look at it, the first pick that they had with every single offensive player on the board for them, they did not have to reach as all three of the top tackles were there, and it took Iki Aquanu out of NC State, a Providence Day alum, and his Charlotte kid, and I'm so happy to have him, as y'all saw the other day, fired up about it, starting left tackle, without a doubt, starting out the season. At least, I hope that's what the Carolina Panthers do. Thinking about it, like last season, the Carolina Panthers went into the year with their left tackle as Cam Irving, their left guard as Pat Elfline, two guys who ranked among the worst players over the last three years in the NFL on the offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. Those were your, that was the left side of your offensive line. Then you had Matt Paradis at center, who had really struggled his first year at Carolina coming off of an injury in 2020 was better than last year. Mm was not all that great. I haven't even really seen him sign anywhere so far, so I think he's still a free agent out there currently. Then you had John Miller at right guard, who, again, remains a free agent, who was not good in the preseason and then ended up not being very good at all for the Carolina Panthers last year as he battled through injuries and just poor performances. And then on the right side, you had Taylor Moten, who the Panthers had just extended, and that was your offensive line. Now, looking at it a year later, you still have Taylor Moten, you had Austin Corbett at right guard on a three-year deal coming off a Super Bowl win for the Los Angeles Rams. At center, you have Bradley Bozeman or Pat Elfline, but I'm going to say right now Bradley Bozeman. At left guard, you have Brady Christensen. And at left tackle, you have Iki Iquanu. That is miles better than what the Carolina Panthers had a year ago. And they got better on the offensive line. and They got better by just drafting Icky. Because had they not done that, you're looking at Brady Christensen at left tackle, Pat Offline at left guard, or Bozeman at center. You can flip either one, Corbett, and then Taylor Moulton. Now that you add a top-notch tackle like Iquanu, you don't have to play Pat Offline on that offensive line as a starter when he's not capable of being a solid starter in the National Football League, at least at the guard position. Now you have it figured out with Christensen there at left guard instead, and an Icky Iquanu there. Two young guys on the left side of the offensive line. So you wonder about just the youth there. But long-term, the Panthers should be just fine. So yeah, they got better in the offensive line. Then by adding Matt Corral, your quarterback room, I don't know how much better it really got. You add another option. I think immediately how much better is the Carolina Panthers quarterback room. I guess they're better just because they added somebody with it being Matt Corral. But I don't know. We'll see what it looks like in the future. He'll get an opportunity to be the starting quarterback here in Carolina. I'm just not looking at that as a immediate fix in 2022. And as we had the conversation leading up to the draft, there's not a single guy who was in this draft class that was going to come in, at least in my opinion, a lot of opinions of folks out there, that was going to come in and start immediately for the team and lead them to success. And for the team, meaning the Carolina Panthers, I didn't see these rookies having a massive impact for the Carolina Panthers in 2022 and potentially saving Matt Rule's job if his job is in jeopardy 
because after last week's press conference with David Tepper, seems like Matt Rule might you know get more of an opportunity here. Of course, they have to improve and show that on the field this year, which so far through free agency and the draft, they definitely have improved their roster. They need another linebacker. Damian Wilson may never play a snap for the Carolina Panthers. Corey Littleton might not play here past 2022. You needed to find someone young who could be in the middle of that defense and start with Shaq Thompson in the future. And I think they found that in Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Might not start this year, at least to start off the season, but I definitely expect him to be a starter in 2023. That's a good thing. You add more depth to the offensive line with Cade Mays. Uh, you add another defensive end or edge rusher in Amari Barno. And then you add another corner in Kalen Barnes. The Panthers got better this weekend. I, I think it's really that simple for me. Like, you get a left tackle, that's fixed. Maybe you got your quarterback of the future. I'm going to wait and see on that. And I'm, I think it's fair to do that, too, because Matt Corral is going to be given the opportunity to just develop. And things could change. When I say this about what's to stop the Panthers from drafting a quarterback next year, if they're right there in the first round, have an opportunity to take a swing. Like, think about it. And now Fitter will be here. So that's important. But they bring in a new head coach. And that new head coach has some influence. Things like, hey, man, like, I really like this guy at Alabama. I like this kid at Ohio State. Or if Spencer Rattler bounces back, I like this guy down in Columbia, South Carolina. And he's a first-round talent compared to the guy that we got last year. Why not? So we'll see. I, I hope that's not the case for Matt Corral. I hope I want Matt Corral to have an opportunity. I like him. I love what he did last year at Ole Miss and what potentially he could do in the National Football League. I'm just not going to sit here and say that I'm 100% sold that Matt Corral is going to be the future quarterback here in Carolina. Like I think he'll start games in Carolina. It will get, at least he'll get an opportunity to start games. But will he be the guy that stabilizes the position for the next 10, 15 years? I'm going to wait and see on that one. But I don't hate it at all. I don't hate that. I, I like that better than getting Baker Mayfield, especially for a price point that he didn't want. And the Browns are playing hardball. Don't know what they're going to do now. Baker sucks for him. He had an opportunity to actually play next year. Now, I don't know what they're going to do, but what he's going to do. And Scott Fitter said, we're done. Better in quarterback market, we're out. So the Panthers got better this weekend. And honestly, they got better because they added Davis Cheek from Elon. <laughs> And that's one I was really excited about, to be honest with y'all. Y'all know I'm an Elon alum. Davis Cheek played at Butler High. Charlotte guy, likely, I bet, grew up a Panthers fan at some point in the next couple of weeks. I don't know how interested you are on you undrafted for agents, but I'm going to be selfish. You want to have this kid on the show. We've already connected. I'm excited to talk to him. It's funny. It goes back to how just life goes. Um, going to Elon, I took this class, Sports and Media with uh, Dr. Glenn Scott, who's my favorite professor there. Tom, him, Tom, him and Tom Nelson were my favorite professors at Elon. And Dr. Scott asked me a couple years ago, back in 2019, uh, back when I was working at WFNZ, to just face the Skype, I guess. That's what we used to use before um, the pandemic. And now we all use Zoom. Um, he asked me to Skype into his class and just talk to him about, you know, I was doing my career and just working in media and sports and all that kind of stuff. So I did that. And in that class was Davis Cheek who asked me a question about like, did I pay attention to Elon sports? I was like, yeah, man, like I know, like you got the whole knee issue that sucks is towards ACL. Elon was the pitch. They were terrible when I was there in school. Awful. Then they get Kurt Signetti, Kurt Signetti, who's a former statement assistant. Now the head coach at JMU. He turns around the program. They go to the FCF playoffs. They host playoff game. I never, they never won one, but they got to the playoffs one year. They were good for two years. And Davis cheek was a quarterback. And I love that. He was a local guy, went to Butler that turned out to be a pretty, a, pretty good at powerhouse high school football team here after independence kind of fell down um, over the last couple of years. Now I think Myers parks like the school them in uh, 
Chambers High, formerly known as Vance. Those are the top two schools in the state, in the, in the area right now, and in the state. But um, it was really cool to see Davis Cheek have a career at Elon, and now the Panthers don't just add a former Charlotte guy in Providence Day alum, Iki Aquano, but they add Davis Cheek, who I understand the uh, how these things work out with undrafted free agents that likely, especially at his position, that probably not gonna make the roster. But if you get a practice squad guy here for Carolina and someone they could continue to develop along with Matt Corral. I think it's a good thing. I'm I'm hoping the best for him. Like for me, I want him to end up being the Panther starting quarterback and to win Super Bowls here because he's the Elon guy and also Charlotte guy. He's got that 704 number. Never trust anyone from a 980 number, by the way. Don't trust it. 980, can't trust those people. But uh, so that was one of the UDFAs added. I guess I should go over the list of the other ones that the Panthers added on uh, Saturday and on Sunday. I think there was like five wide receivers that they brought in, um, let's see, 13 players that they've added uh, to via the uh, undrafted free agents. So we have tight end Josh Babbitts. I don't know, some new from North Dakota State. Got a linebacker out of Boston College, Isaiah Graham Mobley. Got a safety from Penn State and Drew Hartlob. Wide receiver from Virginia and Rashawn Henry. Uh, got a wide receiver from Eastern Washington. You know who went to Eastern Washington? Cooper Cup. I uh, cannot pronounce his name. Uh, Tololo Limu Jones. They got a running back out of Penn State and John Lovett. Defensive tackle out of Kentucky, Marquand McCall. A linebacker out of Fresno and Aaron Mosby. Or Mosby. Wide receiver out of Florida State and Andrew Parchment. Wide receiver out of Miami, really Oklahoma, and Charleston Rambo. Linebacker out of Illinois and Kalen Tolson. And a wide receiver out of Utah State, Derek Wright. So, and of course, Davis Cheek the quarterback out of Elon. Those are your undrafted free agent signings right now. Panthers have rookie mini camp here in next at the end of next week on May from May 13th through 15th, where probably around that time, I'm going to try and talk to uh, Davis cheek, the new quarterback of your Carolina Panthers and an Elon alum, such as myself, but that's all I have for y'all today was playing hurt. Don't know if this is my best spot. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed it, but we'll talk more about Matt Corral with future We'll look like here in Carolina. We'll probably get more in depth on that on Tuesday's show. And what's the impact for Sam Darnold? If Sam Darnold has a great year next year and finally plays like a number three overall pick, does he get an extension? Is he the, is he the guy here in Carolina? I don't know. We'll see what happens. That, honestly, part of me thinks that that might be the best thing for the Panthers. I don't know. But we'll get into that conversation here on Tuesday. But in the meantime, follow the show on YouTube. Subscribe to it. Uh, subscribe also. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And all those podcasting platforms, and follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, again, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions. So that's it for me today. So stay safe, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday, where hopefully I'll be a little bit better. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 